Welcome to the Pilot Podcast. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're watching the Big Bang Theory spinoff, Young Sheldon. So stay tuned to the end to hear me make the case for why BJ is kind of just like Young Sheldon. Because I'm smart and full of potential and the star of my own show? And withholding. And critically honest? (laughs) The biggest moment in the show was Sheldon showing affection to his father by physically touching his hand. That felt so you. I show affection. Yeah, that's true. You let me hug you. That's a good way of describing it. I let you (laughs) hug me. Which is nice for both of us. We both like it. Anyway... Since you were the one who suggested we review this show, you get to do the recap synopsis of the pilot episode. Sure. So we open with uh, young Sheldon, who is based on Sheldon Cooper, who is the genius on Big Bang Theory, I guess a show of geniuses, I presume. And we see him as a young boy in East Texas with a family that doesn't quite understand his genius. He's still playing with train sets. It's kind of cool to see the interest that Sheldon has on Big Bang Theory translate to having been there since his childhood. You meet his sister, his twin sister, Missy, who is fun and sassy. His older brother, George, who's pretty dumb. I'm not trying to be mean. I think they're like positioning him as the dumb one. They set it up like that. Yeah, I think another character like explicitly calls him the dumb brother. And then his dad, George Sr. and his mom, his mom, mom. I forgot her name. So We'll just call her mom. We'll call her mom. So let's start with mom. I think she's a very interesting character because out of all of his immediate family his mom is the one we hear about the most on big bang theory so it's it's interesting to see an earlier time in that relationship between the two of them so they did a lot of retconning on his siblings definitely a ton on his father and i don't know that they would say they retconned his mom but it feels like it because when she's on a uh, big bang theory with him played by Laurie Metcalf, like an older version of her. She tends to be like much more religious than she's portrayed on Young Sheldon, although she is portrayed quite religiously on Young Sheldon. But she's also a bit less supportive of his interest in science. When they're older, it feels like they bicker more. Whereas on the show, Young Sheldon, and maybe it's a function of him being nine years old and dealing with going to high school, but he is so attached to his mom. And it feels often in this show, because I've seen a couple episodes of it. We're actually reviewing this because I saw several episodes of it on a flight. It feels often like his mom is the only one fighting for his interest in science. On his first day, he read the teacher's manual. The school handbook. The school handbook. And it was like, you can't have like certain kinds of hairstyles. You can't have a mustache. You can't have this or that. And he called out something in each of his classes, including calling out one of his teacher's mustaches. He really has no filter. All of the teachers obviously had an emergency meeting with the principal and his parents. Like, I don't care. Essentially, like, I don't care where y'all go, but you got to get out of here. And the principal truly was like, all right, we've done our best. And the mom put every single person in the room in their place on like, when it comes to (laughs) trying to kick her baby out of high school, because they can't afford which you find out later that his dad lost his job, but they can't afford private school. Yeah. And I think she's the one who understands that he is not going to be understood that well by most of the world. Yes. And I don't 
even think she's really babying him because I think there's some points where the rest of the family feels like they have to compensate or adjust their lives for him. But I think she's also the one who recognizes that he's going to live a different type of life. And I just want to make sure that he can adapt to the rest of the world who's not going to understand his differences. Totally. And you and I talked about this a little bit, but it feels like the siblings are, like you said, they feel like they're having to work around his life. Like George Jr. is getting teased at school because his brother is so much smarter than he is and they're in the same grade, although he's like actually 14 or however old you are when you enter high school and Sheldon's nine. And his sister has to adjust around her twin brother's behavior. And you and I talked about the fact that we... We're very happily children who grew up in houses by ourselves. So what do you think it would have been like to, I don't know, adjust around another sibling? I can't even fathom sharing my resources. Like you said, it would be hard to imagine that since I just never had to do that. But I feel maybe if you don't have the right personality, you feel neglected, which I think the older brother is experiencing to some extent. Yeah. And from this first episode, it seems like the sister has a strong enough personality that she can kind of brush it off as just like a moment of annoyance but then like whatever I'm gonna do my whole life do my own thing let me take a little jab at you for my own amusement and then walk away yeah she's like super my favorite character she's so funny you meet the grandma later um in later episodes and she's actually Mary Jo from Designing Women and the two of them are like delightful on that show that's good to hear because I also think the twin sister was probably my favorite character her jokes seemed a little too mature for a nine-year-old true well so what was your reaction to his high school experience? Because you were like a pretty big nerd in high school too. Yeah, both of us <laughs> were quite nerdy. <laughs> I was not a social outcast. I was so, the quarterback of the football team. And the head cheerleader. Yes. At the same time. I threw the ball, caught at the end of the field, did my own touchdown dance, grabbed some pom-poms, and then celebrated myself. And you were the coach, because who else could do it? It was really tough, but someone had to do it. Yeah, and you were in every AP class your sophomore year? You just took all of them? Yeah. No, because that's for nerds. You were a nerd and a jock. Oh, okay. I like that scenario. So the high school environment was interesting. I commented on this when we were watching. They do this in all like TV shows and movies, the stereotypical high school. Very clicky. Jocks are only with jocks, always wearing their Letterman jackets. Goth kids are always together in complete black clothing. And so it's just kind of weird because then you have this little kid, literally he's a nine-year-old, yeah, coming in with his bow tie, calling out everyone, not even trying to make friends, which I think is interesting. Like that's not even on his radar because he's here just for an education. And he literally on his first day, because they were like, Georgie, how are you going to deal with Sheldon being in school with you? And Sheldon was like, oh, I don't plan to stay in the ninth grade for long. Like mama is on the move. <laughs> yeah, this is just a stepping stone yeah. to a bigger future. Mm -hmm. He's like, I have to do this. I don't need it. But yeah. It's just like a requirement. That's true. And then I'm going to go off to, I think that's really good on Big Bang Theory that they don't name what college he went to so he can make fun of everyone else's schools. Because he calls like Yale and MIT as like pedestrian. And I think that makes sense because mm -hmm. if they named the college he went to, then that would open the show up to like Princeton was ranked two this year and Yale was one. And so Sheldon's number two or whatever school he went to. That's pretty smart. Right. He stays out of that argument. Yeah. And stays kind of above it at the 
same time. Although, based on what we've seen in this pilot, he probably went to the closest college just because his parents probably couldn't afford to send a minor or move with a minor to wherever a better school is. Whoa. I hadn't considered that. Like the idea of him not having gone to the Ivy League, but rather like, I think he audited classes in the show at UT Austin. But Mm -hmm. would Shelton have gone to a state school? I guess he would have to. He definitely could get a full ride at Harvard. Yes. But his parents aren't going to send this a young 12 child. year old or however old yeah we went to college with 16 year olds though there are a lot more 16 and 17 year olds i guess 17 is not that weird but a lot yeah. more 16 year olds than i was expecting me too our freshman class president was a 16 year old but i think she ran unopposed not to take away her her accolades so i know on like a lot of 80s shows and movies they they work hard to display clicks and i can't speak to what high school was like in the 80s i was not alive or thought of in the 80s but mm-hmm. I feel like that persists even through modern showings of high school. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that happens at bigger or smaller high schools. I feel like you and I went to kind of similarly sized high schools. I just feel like it wasn't so cut and dry in my high school experience. And most of my friends have said the same thing. Yeah, it's always strange to see these high school students draw such thick lines between social groups. Yeah, like it's always a plot point of like, I can't believe that jock is hanging out with that girl. She takes math class. And it's like, like at my high school, I think our quarterback went to Harvard. But on this show, they're very limited. Even Sheldon, who's only focused on education. And we actually find out he's really good at music. Yes. But doesn't want to pursue that uh, elective because it's, what did he say about musicians? So- to back up he wanders into the music classroom and he basically shows this teacher that he has perfect pitch so we find out he's like a savant i guess and she was like you need to become a musician like you can't ignore this talent and he was like uh no musicians do drugs i mean how many top musicians do we know did some drugs that's true that's true maybe sheldon just didn't want to go down that path yeah i think they also did a very strange change to the continuity and that what we're going to see and we kind of we can talk about the end of the episode with Sheldon and his dad I feel like throughout this show we're going to see Sheldon develop his social skills yes and that's something that we see on Big Bang Theory so it's like did he learn it all during his childhood and then just didn't have to use it and forgot about it and relearned it on Big Bang Theory That's so true. Yeah, because I I mean, again, full disclosure, I was really curious to watch this with you again, because I had a long cross country flight, and my viewing options were limited. So I was like, let me just watch young Sheldon. Um, And I thought I wouldn't like it, but I ended up really liking it. So I couldn't tell if it was because I was stuck on a plane or because it was actually good. But Mm -hmm. In the episodes I saw, so I haven't seen it continuously, but in the random episodes offered by shout out to Delta, he like learns how to make new friends. He learns Mm. how to talk to his family and be affectionate toward his sister and his brother and like learn how to love them and his Mima, he calls her. Part of it is, I think he was a child, so maybe they're more pliable then. And part of it is, I bet, wherever he went to college, I would regress so hard if I were him and I were like 13 years old in college and Mm. like trying to navigate school on my own. Cause I remember watching this with you and I was like, I get why young Sheldon would leave. Like he's too smart for that town. They don't understand him. He needs to pack up and go. And you were like, he's prepubescent. (laughs) He can't just be like (laughs) 
deuces <laughs> to life in East Texas or whatever. Like, you just can't do that. No independence. His mom drives him everywhere. Yeah, because he's a child. It's not even being driven. Yeah. It's like he has to be fed. And he has to yeah. Be- but I do agree. You bring up a good point. Maybe in college or even grad school, when he's more independent, just doing his own research and focusing on his interests, he could regress. And that independence would allow him to isolate himself and lose some of those social mm-hmm. skills and connections. Exactly. Plus, I think one thing that isn't touched on as much in Big Bang Theory, but I feel like we saw a touch of his mom tells him to go play outside, which is like a generally normal request for most children. But you mm-hmm. get to see the world through his perspective for a little bit of the pilot. So he sees this small dog, which anyone would think like, oh, it's a little dog, whatever. And it's barking. It's like yapping a little bit. And he hears the barks as almost like that of like a pit bull or like a really big dog. And he sees a lawnmower. He thinks of how it could hurt him. He sees uh, a kid on his street, he think, he sees that person as a potential bully. And so I also think like part of his personality and the forming of it is informed by, I, I would say he probably displays signs of OCD and also not to be an armchair psychologist, but maybe some like anxiety or something. It just mm-hmm. feels like he is, he sees the world through a much more frantic way then I think we would perceive a lot of those things that he encountered. And so I think that informs some of his personality too. That's a good point. You could probably build up some tolerance in a way to deal with those situations. But then when you're not forced to do that anymore, that could just easily slip away. Yeah. And then it could be a scarier world again. Exactly. Especially when you're contending with it virtually on your own at such a young age. Yeah, but a serious scene I'd like to talk about is at the very end with his dad. Uh, So we see them have a little heart-to-heart, finding out why they moved from their last city because his dad lost his job due to a situation. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of touching to Sheldon. And so we see him warm up to his father and he's like, my dad is doing more for me than I realized. Let me hold his hand while we say grace. My brother, on the other hand, still disgusting. Gotta wear this mitt. Yeah, yeah, he wears mitts when the family holds hands to the table. But what I didn't, I didn't like this, but I get why they do it on these shows. They had this music, which instantly triggered, like, this is gonna be a happy, sentimental moment. And I was like, okay, it's great that you're giving clues to the audience, which they did throughout the whole episode. But it's just like, did you have to be so on the nose? So I looked up the director of the episode and it was John Favreau, who we know from like Chef and all the Marvel movies. And he's like pretty serious actor and director. So I feel like maybe he was like, this is what middle America likes. Cue the heavy music. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like this ain't no chef. This ain't no subtle show. This is like a CBS sitcom. No, that's a good point. CBS has a formula that has kept them as like the number one network. They have all the crime TV and like, I want to say The Mentalist was a show. Ghost Whisper was another, like they're just, they get it. They get what they're doing. And like Big Bang Theory is still like pumping out episodes. Yeah. Although I really like Mom. I don't like Big Bang Theory that much, but I like Young Sheldon now, not to spoil my reaction. And I like Mom. Well, do you want to go into our ratings? Yeah. I'm curious about what you thought of the show. So I really liked it. I was surprised. Isn't it surprising? It is. Because I've seen a few episodes of Big Bang Theory, but it's not like something I'm that into. 
but I thought this was pretty good. I was telling you this at the very end of the episode. I was ready for it to keep going so I could see Sheldon go back to school the next day to see like if he changed or how he was going to tackle that. So I am definitely would watch casually. I don't see myself turning it on because I don't even know what day of the week this airs. Word. But if I was there on the couch and it was on, I would sit through the episode. 100% agree. I'm not passionate about it enough. I also think it's a function of having of watching so many shows. I like watch so much TV that I don't know that I'm passionate enough about it to like look up when it's on and make sure I watch every week. But mm-hmm. again, like if it were on and I'm flipping channels, for sure I would watch and enjoy it. I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. It is genuinely entertaining. And the other like random sprinkling of episodes I saw on the plane were mm-hmm. good too. Like I love his grandma's character. Out of curiosity, did you watch episodes that were sequential? Do you know? It was like one, three, seven, something. I think I saw like mm-hmm. four episodes, but I don't think mm-hmm. any of them were sequential. But I was so into whatever episode I was watching when I landed that when I got home at like midnight from my flight, I had to watch the last five minutes before I fell asleep because I was like, I just need to know how this ends. That's the sign of a good show. I mean, maybe or like a neurotic personality. I was like, I can't sleep until I find out if Sheldon is makes friends with the football team or not. Well, that's a little bit. It was open ended, but whatever. It's fine. It was a good show. So yeah, totally agree with your rating. I like when we agree. That's always nice. Be more enthusiastic about that. So it's time for our listener (laughs) feedback. I'm going to read some comments and reviews from our listeners and you can reply to them. Yay. So our first listener feedback is from Facebook. Sarah Chu commented on our Steven Universe episode. I'm 33, wear a suit to work and love this show. Awesome review. Work, Sarah. That makes sense. Steven Universe is for everyone. Agreed. And then on iTunes, we have a five-star review from Jacques Lecoq, who said, Great idea for a funny podcast. Would have saved me some time if I had known about you all before now. Lots of emojis. I love that. Thank you, Jacques. And then Arena G said, I love the concept of the show because it's two people judging other people's thoughts brought to life, which I love. I also do not watch much television, so being able to listen to people talk and break down all of these new shows coming out helps me narrow down what I will spend some of my free time watching. Ooh, that's nice. Sometimes I wish this is not to plug our own show on our own show, but sometimes (laughs) when I'm thinking about sitting down for an hour to watch a show, like, oh, I wish... BJ could just tell me if it's worth it. I wish we had reviewed yeah, this already. I wish we reviewed it before I like lock in. So listeners, we know how you feel and that's where we're going to keep on reviewing shows so you will have our feedback yes. to help you out. Okay, and if you want to find more reviews, check out our website, thepilotpodcast.com and you can always find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify, and we appreciate every five-star review, and we'll read it on our next podcast episode. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pilot Pod, and you can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast, and you can send questions, thoughts, meal prep recipes, and suggestions for shows, slash like questions about shows that you want to watch to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.